Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. You better be ready. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. And I'm Chris George. And we have one thing in common. We want to rank them survivor style. That's right. Um, uh, we're going to talk about survivor today because um, we're a survivor podcast and that's what we do. We only talk about survivor. Um, we've never talked about anything Don't look else in our back catalog. <laughs> do not look at any of the other episodes. Um, but uh, yeah, so today we're going to be talking the top 12 survivor challenges. So we're going to um, do a snake style draft to make one list of the definitive list of the best survivor challenges. Um, And it gets a little competitive, gets fun because we want to have our picks on the list. But um, I I mean, so how do we feel about Joel always makes the worst picks? No, I, I make some good picks and you guys just hate them. I, I was told that the most enjoyable thing about these uh, lists that we're making is that they're terrible and inaccurate. <laughs> well, and but that, I, that ends I'm up trying, being wrong in the end I'm because trying, it is a definitive list. I'm trying to fix it, people. And like the one we have today, this is our best chance at doing one that people won't be mad at. I think like we could we could really we could really do something special today. Like people could. would be I, proud of us. I, I have a lot of faith. So I Cody, this is no vetoes this time because I've got so much faith. Well, You're not going to do any vetoes? My, no, I I need my veto. Uh, Cody, um, this is this one. It was your idea. I feel like you were excited about this one in the in the. In well, our, it was. It was brought chat. in by a listener, and hmm. I thought it was a great idea. It was brought in by Nick, who designs our logo. He wanted us uh, to do it. He thought this would be a great idea. I think it's a great idea because. When you're thinking about Survivor, what we're ranking today is challenges, and challenges aren't don't get the love of everything else. People don't talk about the challenges that much. And as I was thinking that, and as I was like saying it around the apartment, I went to like uh, Peridium's channel and realized that he's doing like a whole series on challenges right now because they don't oh. get the love. And I'm like, oh well, fuck me. Well, he I didn't even realize that. It. it will be the definitive list as to the top twelve challenges. In yeah, survivor history. I mean, we're gonna teach Peridium a lesson today. Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> I mean, full disclosure, I I am especially when binging seasons and rewatching seasons, I typically do skip the challenges because, especially with the middle mid part, 
um like like the mid parts of the 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 20s and the 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 late 10s and stuff i find the challenges to be relentless like repetitive and stuff i really like old school challenges in the episode what's that and just so prevalent in the episode exactly yeah yeah and unnecessary and but but hold on i do really like um in old school challenges where it seems like they're having fun (laughs) i think like i was i was telling um our uh we've had uh damien on before my roommate uh my co-host of another podcast and i was telling him that you don't like the challenges that you skip them when you're watching and he said uh <laughs> does he not like survivor then just tell him to watch the kardashians or something <laughs> yeah he clearly doesn't understand the show survivor um i, I uh, don't the, the biggest evidence big of fact of is him not liking the season kagayan a lot of people don't like the season of Kaya Yan. There's a whole army of us now. And we we got something to prove. Cody, in, I uh, implore you to watch episode. that season again because I think you would change your mind. I can't sit through it again. It's so boring. Here's the thing, though, Joel. Um, I he love just, challenges. It just says these things to bother me, though. You know? I, no, it's a boring season. I, I no, mean, like, I think I, I honestly we're, we're think gonna that see... you... this is This is a little teaser for, for our listeners when we rank the definitive ranking of all 40 seasons of survivor, which will be coming up down the wrong. Down the yeah. Line. And we'll see where Kai guy on ranks on that list. If I have anything to say about it, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, challenges are a big thing for me. I mean, uh, not to spoil where uh, some of my heart lies, but if I'm looking at my list of favorite challenges, the one thing I noticed is that uh I wrote down 12. We usually write out 12 just in case we need any of them. Seven of mine um, are in uh, token sheets. So, I mean, (laughs) that's a pretty fucking crazy thing. And I didn't realize that until I just like had all of them together. And that's that's a top season for me. That's 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 really interesting. Yeah, I I was um, pretty impressed by the by the depth, the amount of, of unique challenges that have happened. And, and also um, I expected that some, some that, are, that are prevalent in my mind were around for a lot longer than they were. Mm-hmm. And then I went through, I was going through the, the list because I, I wrote up my challenges and then I thought, okay, well, I should, probably, I should probably find the names to these challenges. So I went on the Survivor Wiki and I was scrolling through all the names, desperately trying to pick a name that I thought would match the challenge so I could figure out if that's what it was called. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, there's been a ton. And a lot of the ones that have popped up, I'm like, oh man, that premiered only like in Korong or that premiered not so long ago and these new things that have now become staples. It's kind of interesting to, to see the cycle of the challenges that come up and uh and also to to i read a couple interviews about like how they cycle the challenges and and when cast start preparing for those types of challenges then they know they have to let it take a back seat and then they can reintroduce it down the line which i thought was kind of neat as well i I feel like in modern survivor uh you don't just have one challenge. Like it's so rare where they're doing just one thing, unless it's like an endurance challenge. Like a lot of like the, the longer challenges are like relay races where they're doing like five different things and they, and they sort of mix them up each time. 
You know, like they, they do mix and match with each time. Like you, you go under the log and then you'll do this snake puzzle and then you'll do, you know, you get the, you, it's usually go out, go get some puzzle pieces, come back through like this obstacle course with all your puzzle pieces and then do the puzzle. One of the things that I noticed is that um, a, a lot of there's a lot of challenges that are considered the same thing that have like slight variations to it. Uh, when I was doing like the research for this and they have like the same name, but and we've seen them so many times and they're the same thing, but just so different too. like when you get that nice like variation on the challenge, um, it really like freshens it up and uh, kind of speaks to a lot of them. I mean. It, uh, you can see why some of these on uh, my list anyways not to spoil have a lot of longevity i uh um notice that sometimes they do things in group challenges and sometimes they do them in an individual challenges like they, they kind of adapt challenges that way mm -hmm. and it does make a difference sometimes like sometimes it's a lot better individual and sometimes it's a lot worse individual I have are one you, in mind guys, that I'll bring up when I when I bring it up. In yes, the I, I want to ask before we get into this, which we should soon because we're, we're uh, starting to get into spoiler territory already. We're starting mm -hmm. to read each other. Um, but I want to ask just in general for everyone if they prefer group or individual challenges. Just to kind of get into the mindset for the listeners here of what to expect. Well, Joel doesn't like either of them. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate challenges, guys. I do. I just. I, I kind of zone out during them. Like they're not. They're not why I watch Survivor. There's so much. There's so much great content in the challenges, and Sometimes. like so much, a lot. Especially when you're watching early seasons, a lot of where the votes go have to do with challenges and certain moments and challenges. Um, and it really does come into play. I mean, it doesn't as much anymore, but. I mean, a lot of those moments do come up in tribal council. I'll well, tell I you this. I... The, these are the, these are the challenges that I typically s skip the most are the ones from 20 to about like, you know, blood versus water, caramel and territory. Like I don't like when we rewatched uh, Redemption Island for the podcast, I couldn't skip through except for one challenge. I couldn't skip through those challenges fast enough. Oh, the Redemption Island challenges are, uh, that's the best part. Wyatt okay. Nash, killing it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they, Which, yeah, uh, I mean, I the don't religious guy. agree. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the Redemption Island challenges to me are like some of the most boring things in Survivor history. Matt Elrod. Yeah, Matt, Matt Elrod. Elrod. <laughs> Matt Elrod. The power and, of uh, God helped him through gonna those challenges. He's just going to win every time. And then, yeah. Well, I mean, we should start getting into it. The way we do it uh, for figuring out the draft order for this one is uh, we do trivia. Now, Chris was the big loser last week, so he sure was by. And Joel and I uh, have to face off first for a trivia question from Chris. Uh, the winner of the trivia rounds in completion will get the last pick or the first pick, technically, and the last pick. So number 12 and one will go to the winner of this trivia, which I mean, I would hate for Joel to win this one because he just cares so little about <laughs> challenges. Just save your veto for number one. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't know what you'll pick. You'll be a whole wild card. <laughs> uh, so I've got two trivia questions that I think are really interesting and I'm, I'm really torn between. So one is more stat based 
and the other's like a first time thing. So I'll let you guys choose if, which one you prefer. I don't give a okay. shit. Okay, I'll do this. I'll do the. Um, but Cody, do you have a preference? Um, either way, I probably am going to win. Okay, the stat based one I think is is more interesting. And Cody, be honest. If like when you were researching some stuff, because this is also based around challenges. Um, so so let me know if like you just know this answer because you did the research for it last night. Because I don't think that's fair. Um, well, maybe it is, but whatever. So, uh, in the last forty seasons. This is going to be based upon individual challenges. Who has the lowest average placement in the individual challenge portion? There's a couple caveats to this, that this is based off of them lasting at least four challenges into the merge. So they have, they have at least four challenges that they've competed in. And in those four challenge challenges, they've placed the lowest, like they've been out first, um, this is group? No, this is individual. This is individual, individual challenges, at least four challenges. So it's not like they lost, they were first out of the first merge challenges and then got were the merge boot. They lasted at least four challenges into the merge. So they were like a big enough character into the merge that you should remember them. And this is one season or overall in a bunch? Over of all the seasons, who has the worst placement? I mean, average placement of all time. I think, like, my guess would probably be Sandra. She, uh, she is the. This was going to be a, who's the lowest winner for all the all the all them, but it's not Sandra. Sandra places uh, sixth on this list. There are five people who had worse placement than Sandra. And, and if actually, Joel guesses one ahead of that, then he wins, or is it like Family Feud rules? Sure. Let's if if any of you if any of you can get. A person who's worse than Sandra. Is it a winner? Say, no, no winner. Sandra's the worst winner. And then there are five people who have a worse average than she does. And um, I found this information on True Dork Times as I was researching like challenge challenge wins. And I thought this was I thought this was a, this was a really neat list to look at. So I'll kind of go through the list after. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I'll give a hint. This person is uh has been brought up don't give a hint you didn't give a hint to me no no you can still you can still participate in this cody but I'd what if this. is it not family feud rules where if joel gets one ahead of uh you know you can also get one ahead of well then it never ends no it's the first person to guess someone who was good just sandra. so you know i was going to guess sandra cody like that would have been my first guess yeah, like you don't win for getting the wrong answer to this question, Cody. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that Joel has I'm now I'm now extending the bar. You can all what I'm telling you is that you can give an answer before Joel does. I, I was saying that Joel, um, if he guessed any of the five ahead of Sandra, then this he would fucking win. Episode yeah, already and, is, oh and, my God. and I'm telling you, just you can make as many guesses as you want until one of you hey, gets it. If oh. you want, Cody, I'll just give you it. You 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 can win if you want. I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> You not just you don't have a guess. Um, I think like I so don't. That's why I'm going to give a hint. This person, this person uh, has been brought up on this podcast um, on an episode that I've been on, and in in a big way, they've been a highlight. And not in our last two it, snake. It's drafts. coach. No, not in our last two snake drafts. They weren't brought up. Oh, okay, um, uh, Karishma. I think. I don't know if this is true, but I'm watching Caramoan right now. 
and Philip Shepard is pretty bad. So I feel like he's probably up there. Um, he is 30th on this list. He has a, a he has an average positioning of, of 38%. Yeah, they got to knock him even further down for that grappling hook incident. This person has a 20.2% lowest uh, mean position finish in a single season. Okay. Aubrey? No. <laughs> the the uh, the person who's number one I'll, I'll always refer to them uh mm -hmm. this person is is uh is a merge boot favorite and mm. was featured heavily in the merge boot trivia episode bruce <laughs> no uh, specifically the merge boot trivia episode they were featured heavily yeah bruce oh bruce yeah <laughs> correct oh it's bruce, bruce. it's bruce <laughs> I Bruce? did say Bruce and you said nope. I thought you said I thought you said Roos and I was like, I don't know who that is. Cody's just having a stroke. <laughs> Roos. Chris. Roos to Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. I was, thinking, I was thinking he was mispronouncing Rupert. <laughs> no, Bruce. It is Bruce. Bruce has the lowest positioning finish average. He he's in four challenges. Um, I'm happy to think of Bruce at any given time. <laughs> see i knew i knew you would be uh, this makes me happy because he hurts himself well I, I guess he was probably hurting the entire time because it was a digestive thing yeah a and joe so del was, campo to position yeah he, he he just didn't place highly he wasn't even close to winning immunity in, in these i'm i'm happy because i have not been the big loser yet okay and so well, i mean like i, I want to keep trivia. that I want to keep that streak. Okay, so my, like I said, my trivia question is not that good, but um, I might have said that off mic. But uh, so in Korong, at the swap, uh, someone goes to Exile Island, and then uh, there's a vote off on one of the swap tribes, and then that person goes to the tribe after. Who goes to Exile? Eh. I'm buzzing in. Mm -hmm. It's Debbie. No. Um, Aubrey. No. I was mistaken. That was dangerous. Oh, I know who it is. It's uh, Julia. Julia. It is Julia. Bing, bing, bing. Damn. Sorry, that means that I win. <laughs> yeah, it does. Two-time big winner. Two-time big winner, one-time big loser, never in the middle. Oh, <laughs> Well, nice. there you go, Chris. You get to uh, to kick this thing off, well, which I'm sad I've because other, I've never gotten to pick the first. I'm one time big winner. Oh, this is your first time being big My winner. One, yeah. Oh, you've been all three positions. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's been a different big winner every time. Interesting. Oh boy, I'm so excited! I get to pick number one. All right, kick this list off, Chris. Do it with a bang. Okay. Oh. I'm so excited about winning, but I don't know if I actually want to get the last place because I feel like all of my stuff is just so awesome. That's the thing. Um, all right, I'm going to kick it off with, with, I think this is probably not on either of your, in contention for either of uh, your challenges, but I'm going to include it because it is um, such a unique thing. They've only done this once. Uh, 
and you can tell me if this is eligible or not because it it was uh, it was in lieu of the marooning. Would we call the marooning a challenge? It's kind of your first task as a, as a team. I guess. I I mean, I didn't put the marooning on mine. Well, it, it's because it's uh it's it creates for this. It sets the tone for like an arduous season. Uh, but I think it. This it seems is, like a Joel style stretch already. No, I think it. I think it is. It's stop it! Cool. Stop! Stop being mean to me. I don't want it right now. I don't want it. I'm so done with it. Don't be mean to me today, <laughs> Joel. But we love you. I'm not. I'm doing. I'm totally unprovoked as well. What have I done to you today? <laughs> um, so I'm picking. I'm picking as one of the top challenges of all time the 11 mile hike in Guatemala. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, I've I've seen that one. Um, I've seen that one pop up. I've seen it on some favorite lists when I was doing my research. Um, so I, I understand it. That's yeah. I mean, Guatemala I just, I've mentioned as one of being, uh, being like a kind of like boring season to me and what a boring challenge. <laughs> it, it, it kind of is a boring challenge, but I think like the dynamics that it sets up and like immediately you have this struggle and they and they don't make it in the first day that's what i love about it is that they have to sleep in the woods overnight and then get up and and strive again and i i think of it almost as this like well what if they just walked through the night and stumbled on crocodile like obviously they had to stop because mm -hmm. you couldn't film but like it, it it was it was such a such a start to the season it and has a lasting almost yeah it, it lasted so long it has a lasting uh, uh, thing throughout the pre-merge, though, too, because, you know, people become caregivers in that walk. Bobby John is pushing him. Bobby John and uh, I think someone else is pushing himself way too hard. And they, yeah. they it, it like comes across in the challenge later. They can't do it. And, and it just like it sets up the, the whole pre-merge, basically. <laughs> in a way that sort of like the, the swap comes really quickly in that season and and basically you've by by the time the first tribal council and second tribal council comes around you you're you're they're still really only still reeling from that walk they, I mean, yeah. there's a reason they never did it again <laughs> yeah it's it was like so challenging that the implications were like i think a little too far reaching but mm -hmm. as a challenge itself and as a concept i think i i love the idea they kind of uh, almost did it again in a way with winners at war with the uh, getting the logs. <laughs> yeah, almost. That's that's probably the closest uh, comparison, right? Yeah, I would almost put it like, I mean, this isn't the same thing at all, but to me, it's like just a more defined kind of version in a way of just like, um, of like being a hike, but adding the trivia in there. I don't know what it's called exactly because I don't have it on my list, but I know it's like a top one for a lot of people. I think it's called like Blair Witch or something like that. It's where well, Jeff it, tells it, them it, a story and then they like kind yeah, of folklore. <laughs> folklore. It, yeah. We called the Survivor Witch Project and it's had a bunch of different names. Yeah. And I, so, just, I, I, I remember so vividly um, uh, them watching a video and Jeff Probst is, is really like, he understands the assignment. He's doing the Blair Witch Project parody, running through the woods with the camera, being like, Survivor Witch Project. 
<laughs> I just love the close-ups on Rudy uh, going. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I should. That's put one that of my top survivor quotes of all time. I don't know. I don't know. Like cutting back to him every time. Yeah. So I don't funny. know. <laughs> what a treasure. Um, but I think like it kind of it in a way gives you the same effect, but you have like those extra. I think notes to it but I, i'm not gonna veto this one at all i i'm down I feel for it. the pressure it's hard starting the list i i've always been able to sit back and you know judge you guys and in this cushy choosing later position but i i didn't know how to start the list but i'm i think that one is so unique that it, it makes it and Here's i was a chance to, Joel to spit into chris's face and just veto this <laughs> uh, don't worry i'm probably not going to veto anything today unless you pick one of mine that i want to talk about later because i don't have a very big list <laughs> um all right well i'll go into mine here uh for number 11 i would have loved to make this number 12 because i would have loved to kick off with this one a winner's challenge this is a challenge that has uh, happened four times, three of which times the winner of the entire season won this challenge. This is a challenge that takes heart. This is a challenge that you work hard for. This is a challenge where when you make it to the top, your legs don't work anymore. You're begging your tribe to bring you water because you just can't stand. You need three people to help you up when you made it to the top. Oh I'm talking gosh, about calm down. step on up. Rob, building those stairs and making it all the way to the top, baby. <laughs> Let's mm -hmm. go, Redemption Island. Yeah, Tyson won that one too. Um, I got it as uh, Brian Heideck, Rob, Spencer Bledsoe, and Nick Wilson have won it. Well, Tyson so won a stair challenge for sure. This is the one where you build the, um, the, the staircase as you go. The staircase mm. as you go with, and it's kind of like a puzzle too. Mm -hmm. But with, uh, I'm putting this on because of Rob's that dramatic you, moment. He can't walk anymore. That. You only put this on for the quote. Rob is literally carrying his family, family on, his, on his back. back. <laughs> yeah. And you know, after Rob's, they didn't make the stairs that steep anymore. They never made them that steep again. Yeah, you're of course talking about when Rob um, is at the top of the stairs and he's like almost fainting and his tribe is like lifting him up and he's still bossing them around as he's like feeling all faint and stuff. He's like, okay, let's go home. Let's get some water. We'll go home. All right, let's go. And he's like literally like lost the use of his legs. <laughs> what a dramatic moment. That is what challenges are all about. <laughs> well, it's true. In a sense, a challenge is there to provide that sort of uh, that sort of like drama. And going back to your question before, I didn't really answer it. But in terms of group versus individual, I think that's why individual challenges are. I don't know. A lot of mine. I guess. I guess a, a lot of mine are individual and group. But uh, I think individual challenges provide those opportunities for that drama. So this isn't my favorite one, but I, I think that's a funny moment. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the other ones on it, I, I like the idea of the challenge, and um, it's fun because it's got a bit of that puzzle element to it, but this is on, don't get me wrong, this is on there because of BR. <laughs> Boston Rob finally made it on a list. Oh yeah, this is his moment. This is his merge boot moment. <laughs> Joel hated how into it I was. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, Jesus, calm down. Like, what are you fucking going on about? Big speech at the beginning. Are you going to do a big speech for every one of your picks? Oh, yeah, I am, Joel. You okay. know I am, Joel. All right. Yeah, this is going to be a long episode. They, they, it's, well, it's, for once, the long episode I, is not being blamed on me. It's it's a podcast, Joel. We're into it. We got energy here. I'm pumped. <laughs> Rob didn't have his legs. <laughs> okay. Um. Honestly, like, if you weren't so excited about it, I might veto it. Just I knew I it. I knew you. Special. I thought you might have. I was like, me being excited about it is either gonna a turn Chris off completely and be like, "Fuck you, I'm vetoing this," or he's gonna be into it because of me being pumped. Because you because you're so pumped, I'm not gonna veto it. And uh, <laughs> I hope I hope you remember that for when I get pumped about my number one. <laughs> um. So is it my turn? Yeah, draw number ten. Yeah. Um. So. My criteria for picking this was challenges that made me sort of go, whoa, what's going on here? Um, challenges that made me stop and watch. Um, so I'm going to a Redemption Island uh, Survivor Season 22 challenge. Um, and it was also used in Survivor Nicaragua. So um, it's called Spit It Out. Mm. It's one of the most insane challenges I've ever seen. All these, it's typically all the women are strapped to a, uh, a like a, a Ferris wheel type thing. They're spinning around and their head is submerged into water at the bottom of the Ferris wheel. They have to collect water in their mouth. They're brought to the top and where they, uh, and people are controlling the speed of the Ferris wheel. They have to slow it down when somebody gets to the top so they can spit it out, spit out the water and, into a bucket. And when the bucket is full, they start a puzzle at the bottom of the, the Ferris wheel. It's one of the most insane and surely dangerous challenges. If at any point it stops and somebody's head is underwater, it's insane. And people are hanging upside down. And this is happening in like, you know, after 2010. Like this is like uh, not one of those like rickety old challenges you saw in the beginning. This is like an actual thought out challenge from uh, a later on survivor and it seems like the most dangerous and insane thing and I cannot take my eyes off it when I watch it and it's in two seasons where the challenges are uh, pretty boring and this one comes out of nowhere and it's just like what the fuck are they doing that's, that's the most insane part about the challenge is that's only the first half of the challenge mm -hmm. is filling up that. And then those people that are upside down and in the water have to stay have to there, there. Yeah. while the rest of the tribe completes the rest. And, I, uh, and funnily I, enough, too, this is this challenge where uh, Omatep, no, sorry, Zapatera throws to get out Russell. Yeah. <laughs> imagine being one of those girls the one girl the one that's mean to philip and natalie in the in the final tribal i can't even i can't even care about her enough to remember her name she she's um purposely missing the bucket when she spits to throw the yeah. challenge to get a ruffle yeah uh, in, I, I was reading an interview um or i was looking through top challenges and i think uh i think this was john kirkhoffer um, I think that's the, the your offer. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, he he said this is the challenge that gave him the most anxiety to like to produce or uh, and to have. He's like, I think it looks really cool, but like 
I was so scared when we were doing it because like people could just be left underwater too long and or like inhale water when they're upside down and like drown so yeah it's 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 truly insane that they did it twice <laughs> and I, I in Nicaragua I believe like it almost feels like the one tribe is uh throwing it because so little water is going in there but also they do leave like Brenda in water at one point like she's screaming she's like fix it <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, that's it's an absolutely uh, batshit challenge that is one that it's in so few seasons, but you definitely remember it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, when when we said we we're doing this, it was the first thing that popped in my head because it is one of the more memorable challenges to me. <laughs> it's not the best, but it is it, it, it just stands out so hard for me. I'm never going to forget it. Anyway, yeah. are, you, I, are you guys going to veto this? No, I, I think it, I think the uh, the fact that it it was the most anxiety inducing for the producer of the show. I think that speaks to it being a unique and interesting challenge. I think this is better than Cody's for sure. Well, yeah, it's, it's number 10 and mine's 11. <laughs> <laughs> so we're already got to a good start. Oh, am I, go am I going again then? Right. You're going yeah, again. This you is you number again. Nine. Okay. So I'm going to survivor um, all the way to Borneo um and also it it shows up later but it is called mud pack where um all the um contestants go in a mud bath and try and get as much mud as possible um to bring back to their bucket and they're not allowed to carry the mud it has to be just draped on their body and their clothes and their hair and stuff and um and they have to bring it back to their bucket and whoever has the, they they have a, a a set period of time and whoever has the most mud at the end is the winner and they weigh it and of course famously You've always loved this one is my it's so fun and I, now that i'm thinking about it like i just remember you loving tony in this <laughs> challenge the mud on his head yeah it's it's incredible because Tony has the least body hair out of anybody on in his <laughs> challenge there yet uh, is able to collect so much mud somehow that, that it's overflowing. And Jeff goes, we're not going to weigh this. And he, he looks at everyone. He's like, do I have to weigh this? And they're like, no. So a couple of reasons this is also memorable is the, I, I remember more vividly i remember the the mud challenge when tony did it but i most remember uh a why the the reward for each of these so and it's it's responsible for three very iconic moments to me to me i don't think they're universally iconic moments so the first time was in borneo kelly wiggle kelly wigglesworth won and the reward was going for a beer with jeff probst <laughs> so just the two of them went to a bar in Borneo <laughs> and they like played the first episode of Survivor to watch. And... Oh yeah, you got to have a sneak peek too. Yeah. yeah that's cool. And uh so that was pretty funny and and like he and Wigglesworth have this sort of flirty relationship and they're like talking like humans. Like in the first season Jeff was like their friend and not their boss. Yeah. Cuz they <laughs> were the... all learning right yeah in the se second time it was used was in cook islands and it famously was the one where parvati 
they they went to a spa in Parvati and you and Ozzy and maybe you Yule was there. I don't think Yule, he got yeah. naked, but they all got naked in the tub. And uh, of course that um it was a sexual awakening for Joel. It was a foreshadowing yeah. to Ozzy's future. Um and I thought <laughs> that would be a good way to bring it up on this podcast. Um yeah, Cook Islands is one of the big ones that I remember that competition in. That's for sure because it's uh, Ozzy gets it all in his hair and everything, and it's just... a group competition too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Tony wearing it on the top of his head though is pretty good too. Tony is is terrific also because he it's a pizza challenge, and uh, it's the the right prior to when he votes out Trish, he takes Trish on the pizza challenge and is so eating this pizza so vigorously. And Trish has some, has some uh, very uh, vigorous description of how Tony is eating this pizza. And she says, it's, it's like, it's coming through his nose. It was disgusting. It was like, Oh my God, it was the most harrowing video of a man eating pizza I've ever seen. (laughs) I, I love these two picks, Joel. I didn't have either of them on my list. Yeah, me neither. Um, but I completely overlooked Mud Pack because it does have a lot of great moments in it. And then the other, so I was looking at Spit It Out and <laughs> just the pure danger to it. I'm okay <laughs> with it being on here. <laughs> yeah, I'm Mud glad Pack, that, that, that we can agree. Mud Pack is pretty similar to... Um, one that I might include later on, but uh, oh, I mean, you're doing pretty the similar one to my to number one pork. pick. <laughs> you're doing the one where they have to eat pork and spit it out, and the reward is that pork. I don't no know. Spoilers. No spoilers, dude. <laughs> that one's so gross. I got to save my veto for that one. That's the most disgusting challenge, and the reward's disgusting. <laughs> Just a bunch of spit out pork. <laughs> well, hurry up and do yours, because. <laughs> All right, mine. I mean, this this is a big one, guys, and I got to put it here because I got to make sure it makes the list, and it's clocking in at number eight on mine too. But I love this one, and it could be higher, but I'm gonna put it right here because this one brings drama, it brings moments, it brings domination. I'm talking about a challenge that they used in some of the best seasons, but it's perfect in some of the okay seasons because this challenge is a perfect blood versus water challenge this is sumo at the sea i love sumo at the sea i'm not i mean like you get the moments of course of uh uh she she hits her own mom in the face um and pushes her off but this is mainly going on here because of coach's epic karate chop to rupert off of the floor. Uh, yes and he he screams in celebration and jeff goes no no and then, and then he gives the finger to jeff and jeff says yeah what he's giving a finger to me put that energy toward the pirate <laughs> i i love this challenge and i was just re-watching it on heroes versus villains and checking out that moment again and it, it's so good and that that one specifically is just such a dominant showing for the heroes and you just see all of the villains get destroyed and you see randy get so mad because james slams the thing on him afterwards and courtney is like weighs like a feather yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Um, yeah, I love this challenge. And it's the perfect kind of like blood versus water one because you put the um, family members against each other in a physical uh, challenge, I think. Um, yeah, I remember also- it. I remember it in in Sanwell del Sur when uh, Dale is watching. He can't watch Kelly Wentworth uh, do it. He likes crying. He's like crying watching Kelly get in sumo at sea. It's like Dale, fucking calm down, dude. What about Aris versus Vetus? Of course. Yeah, you bring up some good moments. Uh, this wasn't on my list either, but I, I mean, I think I think what's what I'm finding with all these challenges is I is I look back and I go, yeah. That was cool and unique and there's so many that i didn't even think of that are um i, I kind of thought of this one and i was like eh. but but they they are deserving spots because a lot of drama can come from the challenges which is kind of neat yeah i i, I that's kind of why i like this one too is that it, it does like this one can bring a lot of drama can bring a lot of bad blood and everything and can fuel the rivalry between the two tribes more and kind of bring more competition um and i i like that i like this is the perfect one for heroes versus villains because that season does get like so physical a lot of the time and those come from a lot of just intense like moments of you're watching these 20 people that were brought there that i mean at least 16 of them feel like they should be there and they're very motivated to make sure that people know they should be there the early stages of the challenges in the pre-merge of heroes versus villains are really exciting later on in the pre-merge you can tell that they're kind of extending the pre-merge because a lot of these challenges they're doing as a group are so obviously individual challenges adapted to be um tribal challenges they just go bowling yeah (laughs) (laughs) but early on in the pre-merge there's some really exciting challenges like the one where where boston rob and tom are in uh like these balls rolling around do you remember those that one anyway it's really cool um and uh because because it's cool seeing boston rob and tom it, it seems like it's Tom versus Rob in those moments. I don't know, mm-hmm. but go on. I don't, yeah. I, I, I brought it up cause I don't think it's on any of your list, but I'm so yeah. good at explaining that one, but yeah. <laughs> I think I, I, think I the, really know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think the cool thing about uh, heroes versus villains, obviously there's a lot of cool things. It's a, it's an amazing season, but with the challenges that they chose, it really like amped the intensity of that season up, I think. And the challenges really fueled a lot of the game, I believe. Yeah, and there's no and, swap. So yeah. like the, the tribal um, rivalry is just stronger and stronger. Yeah, it gets really competitive, which I think helps that season a lot. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's my number eight. So I think it goes to Chris now. Seven. Yeah, it goes to me. Um all right, number seven is uh, I'm gonna because we just started talking about it. I'm gonna put it on, and that's Piranha Feast, aka Hungry for Love, aka Pig Out. Um, so this premiered in the Amazon, uh, mm-hmm. the Tambaqui tribe, Heidi's tribe. You know, merch boot favorite Heidi Strobel. Her tribe ended up winning this challenge, and then it was an individual challenge in Fiji where Yao Man yeah. Dreams and Boo all won it. Who won it? I watched all these episodes last night. This was going to be my number one. Oh, Oh, you can veto it if you want, but um, 
but uh, and then and then South Pacific uh, coach Upolu's tribe won that one. I, I think like this is such a such a unique, gross, disgusting challenge, but like <laughs> it, it's so visual for me, right? Like it, it, it wasn't necessarily one of the first ones that I thought of when making this list, but it was definitely like, and I remember being excited to see it come back every time. And I was like, yeah, this is, oh, this is, this is a fun one. Like just seeing them gnawing away and, tr and trying to get the big chunks. And when there's a big chunk hanging off of like someone's, someone's tooth, cause it's like got gristle in it. And somebody, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, yeah, it's like, best when it's a group. Um, then in, yeah. like, uh, the best iteration it's I worse. Think, is in, is in uh, uh, the Amazon because they're like helping each other. Like Butch yeah. is like, there's like a gristle hanging from Roger's mouth and Bruce yeah. helps him out by using his mouth and taking it out of his teeth and then putting it in the, in, in the thing. It's just, it's, it's extremely gross, but uh, very entertaining and makes me stop short, stop short and be like, what the fuck is going on? I, yeah. I notably hate this challenge. I, I think when we talked about that season, I hated it. I, I mean, this, this is a discuss This is worse than the food eating one for me. Like the gross food. Oh, it's definitely gross. Like, and you see, like, especially when they win the reward, they win all the food that they get. And like, who wants that? It's just a bucket of saliva. Like it's mm. disgusting. But I think it's really iconic. Mm. We're for me, I would honestly being on Survivor and getting this challenge and getting that as a reward, I would hate it. I would hate I, it so well, much. It would ruin um, my season. Yeah, I, I listen to I listen to Rob Sesternino's podcast pretty frequently, and he brings it up quite a bit how gross that challenge was. It's like it's 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 among his like grossest moments on Survivor. For for well, me, yeah. I like I'm I, as like kind of a germaphobe. I don't think I think I could try a lot of things, but I, I would have a hard time. This eating the reward afterwards. I think the adrenaline could get me through the challenge, but I, yeah, I hate that this is on the list because it, I I repress it. It's so disgusting, and makes I'll me say this, bomb. Cody. If you veto it now, I'm gonna bring it up later. So I hate that. I hate that I'm strong armed into this. Hey, Cody. If you if you veto it and feel really strongly, um, I, I promise I'll use my veto. You're not gonna do it. You're gonna let this fucking pork count. What's it called? I'll fucking just write uh, it down. It's called Piranha Feast. Piranha Feast, aka Hungry for Love. Because AKA big out. Um, because in the Amazon, there's piranhas, and and uh, um, Jeff describes it as like talks about how piranhas get their meat, and they actually show an actually kind of scary clip of piranhas going after meat. Yeah, I, I hate that this is on the list and that there's just nothing I can do about it. And uh, <laughs> I don't want it to be any higher than this. It was going to I, be number three had had Chris not put this there. So. If, if we were doing worse challenges, I think this would be my number one. <laughs> I, uh, I, put, I put it on here um, I, partly because we just we started talking about it in with uh, the mud bucket one. But... Uh... It's very similar to the mud bucket one too, which I also hate. <laughs> I hate how similar it is to one that is that I enjoy. Um, and I want to be I want to be in the pitch meeting when they're pitching this challenge. 
Like, I want to be there just to hear them be like, so there's this big sort of pork thing. And yeah, they're grabbing it with their teeth and they bring it to the to a plate. What's weird about this? <laughs> oh, God, I, go ahead with your number six. I'm it's weird. Just... And in so sorry, in so specific, it's at least kind of they they look at each other after the thing and be like, that was pretty gross in Fiji and Amazon. They're all just like, yeah, OK. Yeah, like it's, what's it's, next? it's not acted like as, as if it's gross. Like Cochrane goes back to the thing and goes like, you know, if anyone has herpes, that means we all have herpes now. <laughs> and he, it's very unpopular with his tribe. They're all so mad at him for saying that. <laughs> I. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want anyone to talk to me if I had to do that challenge ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Not just anyone on your tribe, just anyone. Yeah, uh, just anyone ever again. I'm done. <laughs> There's a lot of good redemption out, uh, island challenges that I have like on my list here too, and uh, that's not one of them. <laughs> that ain't one of them. All right, who's that next? It. All right, so I'm next. I, I got a I got a back to back, and then I get number one, um, which. Uh, so, so for this next one, we've actually already brought it up a bit, and I'm going to put uh, the Survivor Witch Project, aka Folklore, aka African Folklore, aka Marquesian Folklore, aka Warrior, aka Maya Folklore, aka Toe the Line. That's it. You're, um, just, you're just doubling up on every challenge. <laughs> I, I really... Um, this is a good one. This one has a lot of moments. This one, this one's iconic. And the last time that they did it, I, I thought that uh, it, it, it was great because they hit with the hidden idol in one of the, um, in one of the buckets. You're the first person to get there. You unwrap your thing, and an idol pops out. I think Kelly Wentworth gets her idol there. Um, she gets a clue. She gets a clue to the idol. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it's really exciting. And in Cambodia specifically, that's the season that they last did this challenge. Um, it's such a it's a really memorable it, challenge. I love that yeah. challenge. Yeah, yeah, and it it creates these such these great moments. And I was reading up, uh, and I think Dalton um, Dalton Ross asked uh, why they haven't done that in a while, and it's because like it only works if there's a good story to tell. So I don't know if like we'll see it along because they're now stationed in Fiji and they're probably never leaving realistically. Right, so it usually was based around the location, and it was really integral in those first um, old school seasons where the location was a character in itself, and like that helped flesh out that character. And so that's why uh, that's why it's 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 on the list. I I didn't even know if I was going to put it on, but just like looking through my list right now, I'm I'm trying to look at the ones that that jump out to me in sort of like a gut visceral way, and and I, I know that growing up and watching the show every time this challenge would happen i again would be excited for it and so that's why that's why i'm putting it here yeah it's a, it's a really fun challenge and i uh i like it i wish that if i would have vetoed the 11 mile hike would you have put the pork one there um you know what i probably would have i was debating between the 11 mile hike and like the the pearl islands marooning but i didn't know if that would be considered a challenge um, oh yeah that's a great people stuff i love that yeah like that's such a it's that's such i think the pearl island is like my favorite opening episode mm -hmm. of, of any season of survivors so oh yeah me I too have, I'm, 
I might have tried to, I might, I think I would have swapped it with that one. If, if that was allowed as like a challenge, which I think like they got stuff, but no, yeah, they weren't actually competing. It's dicey. It's dicey. Anything, right. So uh, I would like to go back to the Cambodia iteration of folklore when, yeah. um, Stephen Fishback and Abby get to a spot where they have the multiple choice for the question <laughs> and Stephen Fishback goes and picks one of the things like he's going to grab it because he, he sees that Abby doesn't is waiting to, to just copy him. So Abby grabs it and then Stephen goes, sorry, Abby, and then grabs the other one. He like yeah. purposely <laughs> went for the wrong one so that she would get the wrong one. It's a good it's a great moment. And it's, great moment. it's great because um, at that point, uh, you know, famous Trump supporter and anti-vaxxer uh, Joe Anglin had been winning a lot of challenges and his biggest rival out there was Stephen Fishback. And uh, Joe does really terribly in that challenge and Stephen Fishback wins it. Yeah, also a great thing. I, I also love that if there isn't another iteration of folklore down the line, it starts out with you have an, an incredible Rudy moment with its first iteration and you have a bunch of really great moments with its last iteration. And I think it's, it's just a really solid one. Another good part of that Cambodia one is that Spencer is really close to Fishback, another mm -hmm. rivalry throughout the season. So much so that like Jeff is like on is, is really uptight about it too. And, and when Steven wins, he runs over to Spencer and goes, did you have it? And Spencer goes, yeah. Because he yeah, had the like, like right, it was, it was seconds. It was yeah. seconds in the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm I'm good with this one being on mainly because of the Rudy moments, but uh... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's cut to so many times. It's how close it is on his face when they're doing it too. Like how <laughs> he's not even fully in frame. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. So now it's to me. Yeah. Number five. Yeah. Number five. Number five. Um, I'm going with this one because I really like this one. I'm going to put it on here. Uh, it, it's so hard because a lot of none of you have chosen a challenge that's on my list of 12. <laughs> yeah. Same here. <laughs> so uh, it makes it a little more difficult, but I'm going with one um, that once again is drama and it's changed the game because this is, a lot to do with like Redemption Island, a lot to do with people coming back in the game. Um, and it's mainly with people coming back in the game, not even just Redemption Island seasons. Uh, so, and there's a moment that it's a very similar challenge that leads to a great moment. So I'm going with Jailbreak. Oh, yeah, okay. I, th there's something I really like about them just like tying sticks together to get that key. And I think it it led to a lot of great moments in the past. That's how Tyson gets back in the game in Winners at War. Um, that's a uh, Laura and Tina in Blood versus Water win that one to continue on their spree onto Redemption Island. Uh, Ozzy gets back into the game with that one in South Pacific. Um, Matt Elrod with the Hand of God was able to tie those together <laughs> and get to that key. Um, also... Importantly, we were talking about Pearl Islands. This is how Burton re-enters the game. Huge <laughs> moment. Because before that, I thought, damn, there goes the best player of Pearl Islands. But he re-enters the game with jailbreak. Um, but the moment that this is kind of similar to is they do a very similar challenge in token chains. 
uh, for reward. And this is the challenge where instead of getting a key, they have to drag a bag and then that hits their flag. But this is the reward challenge where coach gets sent to um, Exile Island. And this is the whole martyr storyline leads to or comes from a challenge that is pretty much the exact same as this. <laughs> so I will say about this is that it's more of an aspect to a challenge than an actual challenge. Sometimes it's the, on the only thing in a challenge. In terms of like individual, sometimes it's just, well, there is that one where you, where you get through and then have to solve a puzzle. But I know, I know it is referred to on the wiki as jailbreak and it's this specific okay. thing. So I, um, because I think Aussies is just it. I'm yeah, sure I think on the Redemption it. Islands ones, it it is. You're you're right. On the Redemption Islands one ones, it is just grabbing the sticks. But in the 30s, it's just an aspect of a challenge. Like they do it in Cambodia, and when Tyson gets back in, in from Edge of Extinction, it's it, it's just an aspect of that like it's, obstacle it's course. It's the final of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's been no, used... no, it's not the final one. The final one is the ball, like he's it's the snake, the snake. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's an aspect of a challenge in a lot of them. Some of it, it's the complete challenge. Uh, Cambodia, this was uh, a tribe one. This is where Kelly gets the yeah. idol, isn't it? Yes, it is, but it, but it, like it's after an obstacle course, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I just think that uh, this one is on here because because um, sometimes it is the complete one, but it just added to a lot of great moments. And I think it was always a fun Redemption Island one. And I always uh, liked it when it came back because I don't know, it's simple, but it's one you could do at home. And it just makes it like, I would practice for this. I'm not going to veto it, but it's, I'm not thrilled that it's this high on the list. Like that's better than Mud, mud Pack. <laughs> I, I i think that is better than mud pack i i really like um i don't think it's better than piranha feast <laughs> you should have vetoed piranha feast no i like piranha feast you should have vetoed piranha because, feast. Oh, because yeah, if, if i had, vetoed it, then if, cody would have vetoed yours yeah yeah um yeah i mean i think it's fine i think it's cool that they have to like tie all the little sticks together to make their their long stick that's kind of interesting. Know, it is memorable in a way, but it's not like it doesn't like stand out to me. It doesn't like m make my jaw drop on the floor. A lot of great moments come from this challenge, though, is is the thing. And I think that was the moments that come from it kind of influenced a lot of mine in a way where just like because I mean, they don't call the, the coach one that challenge, but it is that challenge. Like it's the tying the sticks together to get an object. And it's basically the same thing, but with, with that moment and that being like, that's my favorite survivor moment of all time. I think is just coach being a martyr on exile Island, refusing to make a fire, refusing to drink water. Um, it's just perfect. And then, uh, but to be fair, that's not really related to the challenge. That's no, because they no. want a challenge. But it, right? this is a but challenge that I, mean, I always enjoy. I'm going to, I'll allow it because a, a big reason I put Mud Pack on was because of um, the iconic the rewards. rewards that, that yeah. they won yeah, for Mud Pack. Yeah. So I think. Our list, we can do whatever the hell um, we want. Yeah. And plus, like, like I said, this got Burton back into it. And uh, I mean, the Burton that alone challenge. should be a reason that, that been... we veto it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not. This... I'm not going to veto it because because I do like it. If if there wasn't a specific instance at which it was its own challenge, 
I think I think a, a veto could be in order, but but because there are instances where it is its own challenge, I think it can it can stand on this list. Okay, I'm gonna pause. I'm recording. Okay, so we're gonna do a quick rundown of uh, all the challenges so far, and then get into the top four. Cody, do you have the list? Yeah, I got. Uh, so number twelve was the eleven mile hike. Uh, number eleven was step on up with my pal Br. Number 10 was spit it out with people getting waterboarded. (laughs) Number nine was mud back. Tony putting mud on top of his head. Number eight was sumo at the sea. The epic battle we've all been waiting for artist versus Vetus. Uh, Artist from season 25. Yeah. (laughs) Artist. Number seven was piranha feast. Gross slimy pork. Uh, number six Cody's was folk- yeah my least favorite challenge. Uh, number six was folklore. Uh, I don't know. And number five, the, the was- Taylor Swift album. <laughs> number five was Jailbreak. All right, number four. Um, so my my list was going to be all outliers, but I think these last two that I have planned, <laughs> unless somebody says them. No, actually, I have two in a row, so it's, it's all good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. these are classics. Um, so number four is the gross food challenge, aka bugging out, aka all these other ones. Going with the gross food the challenge. I got the pork That's one. It's too oh, much so you, gross. You think we shouldn't have the gross food challenge on the, the list of the best challenges in Survivor? It's one of the most like consistent ones. They've done it so many times. Yeah, and it's, I, mean, I, I think it it's wasn't on my list. But I'm I'm not gonna veto it. Yeah, I think it. I think if your next one is not the auction, then I think the auction should be on there instead of bugging out. Well, we're talking about this one, Cody. So what are you saying? Well, now I'm nervous. I, it's just I like bugging out. I do. I like it a lot more than fucking spit pork. But <laughs> like all of Joel's, cover yourself in mud. Fucking spit water out. Uh, Eat pork. Uh, hey, I, that didn't end up being my pick. Eat gross bugs. You like all the fucking disgusting ones. Joel has an oral fixation. <laughs> I do. If you notice that I keep uh, drinking water or drinking coffee or sticking my fingers in my mouth, you know, it's the reason why I, I had disgusting a tobacco addiction picks. for years. Um. Anyway, I, I there's there's just so many good moments from the gross food challenge. I mean, I'm looking at the list of winners here. There's a there's a moment from each of these. You know, there's the Jervis is one of the most more like fun purely the 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 gross food challenge from Borneo is so fun. They're all having the greatest time. It's so fun to watch. I don't. I mean, it, they don't it, look like they're having a great time. They sure do. It's like not all of them. Even Jervis, like having trouble getting it down. It's the one where BB gets voted out, by the way. But anyway, um, uh, and Jervis has to relive it again later on. But yeah. Jervis does really well. That's and 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 I was gonna say the arc of Jervis in the Gross Food Challenge is great because he does really well in in uh, Blood versus Water. Monica ends up winning. And it upsets Jervis because he did so well, but and then obviously the 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 one of my favorite moments is Car- of Caramoan is when Cochran beats Malcolm um, mm-hmm. at the merge. Um, 
wins the first individual immunity of the season. Yeah, it, I think it's it's a great moment because especially if, yeah, exactly. He does the he does the shadow boxing thing, um, and I mean, like we all roll our eyes at Cochran now, but that's, I mean, I think it's a, it's it's the start of a great Cochran redemption arc, and I think that that him beating him winning that individual immunity is 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 even even now when we're cynical about Cochrane is a kind of triumphant moment um, i think uh and Cochrane also has the great line in that of uh looking at eddie and uh being like eddie uh, eddie's uh worried that if he eats uh gross things then the ladies will think of him as gross and disgusting me on the other hand i think this can only help my love life because i'll look like a bad boy that's willing to do anything <laughs> That is a pretty good line. <laughs> and uh, there's there's a great Pearl Islands moment, too. So a part of the gross food challenges, uh, especially in the tribal phase, is um, them putting up the weakest players, wh- whoever they think is the weakest player, to go up against each other in the in the final round. So there's a girl. I can't remember what her name is in, in Pearl Islands. She's one of the more forgettable characters. Despite being part of this memorable moment, she says, I'm going to be really good at this challenge so they're like okay pretend you're bad at it yeah and she doesn't pretend she's bad at it she like is like yeah i'm the best i could do this all day and they're yeah. like we we talked about this as a strategy like yeah. you can if you, you can do it all day pretend you're bad so that like you can struggle for however long and then they'll pick you and then we'll win the tiebreaker <laughs> and then so she she chugs whatever it was i think it was a smoothie and yeah and then uh, later on, <laughs> despite her being so good at eating gross food, she's throwing up on the log and, and Rupert's Rupert's trying to talk strategy with her. And there's also, I also love the shot where they're like, okay, now choose someone from the other team who's bad. And she looks up and she looks at the team and she does an Aussie style acting of, of like, no, please don't pick me. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we were never going to pick you because you clearly dominated. And they picked Sandra, and then Sandra was like worried she would get voted out, and everyone was like, "Nah, we're getting, we're mad at the other girl. Don't worry." Yeah, anyway, I, I think, uh, I, I'm upset that there's so many gross things on this, but I'm not upset that bugging out specifically is on the list. I'm pretty satisfied with our list so far. Um, and yep. moving on to my number three pick is not a gross thing at all. It is, um, uh, it's a couple, there's a few different titles for it, but it is, it's, it's just, um, responsible they for a lot call of it survivor auction. No, uh, it's responsible for a lot of drama. It's called Q and a, AKA touchy subjects, AKA a couple other things where they, they have a AKA survey. Courtney's a poser. Yeah, exactly. So they have um, like a sur- they survey the the cast who is left on like things like let me pull up some of the questions. Who do you trust with your life? Who's the most honest? Who could never survive on their own? Who uses sex appeal as a weapon? Things like this. Um, and so they all write down their answer, and then Jeff uh, asks everyone those questions, and everybody guesses what everybody else said. So not only are is there drama through that, but they're also drama through who gets um, uh, all these answers. And like 
for example, in Panama, it's hilarious when Courtney is just all all the negative questions. She's the answer to all of them, and she's getting more and more upset every time. It's so funny. I think it's just hilarious. Who easily succumbs to intimidation? Who's the most annoying? Who never shuts up? <laughs> I think Panama is the best example of this challenge. I think that's the best that this one was. Maybe someone will disagree, but it also has like, uh, not all of them do the three chop system too, where you cut the rope when you answer it, right? Um, a couple of them don't do it. A few of them do, but that's the best system for it too, I think, when you're uh, cutting away the people's kind of lifelines mm-hmm. and uh, taking them out of the challenge. So and it's kind of like a little bit of uh, popularity, social dynamics too. Uh, it's, it's, for me, it's, it's, it's very fun to see what the others think of each other. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's very, it shows a lot of what's going on behind the scenes, um, in a way that we don't get from other, um, seasons. Like it, 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 it just lays claim like this question, who do you trust with your life? Three there's they've they've done that every time they've done the challenge and three of them are winners. So we got Earl, JT, and Kim. They huh. all went on to win. You know, it's it's just indicative on how people think and Suri is the other one. Boston Robin All Stars is, is another one too. And then there's uh Butch from mm. Amazon. The uh yeah, this is one that uh, I mean, it's it's a really fun one. I like this one a lot. It's um, it's on my list and I think it, it, you're right. It does add to a lot and it gives you some insight that the show doesn't always give you and that it's almost unavoidable insight. They haven't done yeah. this one since one world. And I'm a little surprised because it is such a fun um kind of home run to me well that's time. what i was going to say that in one world again in this in this interview that i was reading before um the the players started to learn how to game the system so yeah. in one world they all kind of agreed like who would get the negative answers so that like nobody's feelings would get hurt because they uh-huh. they expected it would come up and there was talk around about it around the camp and so that's why it hasn't been done since one world uh is because the the players got used to it coming around and like prepped for it um, well rather than it being like a, a spontaneous sort of thing they did something in san juan del sur too they did a um survivor trivia thing so it was like who is a twin and or who does this who has who has this disease you know like it was like a trivia about their 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 fellow castaways well, and, I think that's that's different than touchy subjects. No, but like, but wait, wait, wait. I know. Just give me a sec. But um, the way that they eliminate people is is if you if you win, you go and chop somebody's rope. You go and do something, right? And in San Juan del Sur, they were gaming it so hard that they knew exactly who was going to win the reward. So hmm. Jeff right. cuts it off and just like, guys, is this just a waste of time? Have you already decided who's going to win? And and they're like, yeah, Missy's going to win. And he's like, okay, fine. Then I don't think we should waste our time. Like he got so mad at them, um, and it, it that that moment opens up Reed to call Baylor a brat and call a Missy girl, and it's it's a fun moment. But Jeff gets so mad at them for gaming the system that way. <laughs> I think they hate when that happens. It's the reason the auction hasn't come back. It's the reason this game hasn't come back. It's they hate when yeah. it 
like the the players have the upper hand. Yeah, Mike ruined it. Mike ruined the auction for us all. Mike. I think it was actually Shireen. Yeah. It was Shireen, yeah. Who ruined it. Yeah. Well, Mike ruined his game with the auction. Yeah, but that's But then won it back. He win. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I I think this is a good one. Sad that the auction's probably not going to make the list unless Chris puts it on there. I'm not going. Um even though it is fun, like I like the auction. There's a lot of the really fun. Was on my list, and touchy subjects wasn't on my list, but I like the inclusion of touchy subjects because it also kind of combines um, the parang swing, which is referred to as like the coconut shop one, which is the in Marquesas is the first iteration of a challenge actually like uh, causing friction between alliances and like propelling, uh, showing showing the the players what the status of the game is and. Mm-hmm helping them realize who needs to make a big move when. And I think that's, uh, I almost put that on as one of my choices because I think in the evolution of the game, like that's a really important challenge. Um, but it's not like one of my top challenges to watch. Yeah. So it, I like the techie subjects is on the list because it has that element to it. So what did you call yeah. it? Harangue swing? Uh, parang swing is is what it's first called to. I just called it okay. coconut. Yeah, it's not always used in the Amazon. In the Amazon, it's just they they judge it by uh, who got the most right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, touchy subjects is kind of the perfect challenge in terms of just um, where all of us would watch that one. I like challenges. Joel doesn't like challenges, but we're both gonna watch that because you're gonna get a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Um, and one, so, one side note of, of uh, Inside Baseball, as you guys know, uh, all three of us did a, a version of Survivor called Outlaugh, but Joel and Cody were on the season together. Um, one of my favorite touchy subjects moments, because you guys did this challenge in your season, mm-hmm. um, and my favorite moment was the question was, uh, who's most likely to go to the moon? And a lot of people picked Cody, and Cody's response was, oh, I don't even leave my house. <laughs> Well, I, I you know, didn't do that challenge because I had been voted out at that point. He was out. Yeah. yeah, because I already betrayed Joel at that point. So it led to the question of who do you who would you trust most with your life? I won that one. They said Cody. And then the next question was, who's most likely to betray you? And then it was also me. Also Cody, which was another yeah. great moment. But, <laughs> but well, yeah, I, I mean, that's a, that's a fun game. I remember... Um, uh, one of the the questions was who's the biggest fan of survivor and somebody said do they is it have to be one of us and they were like looking at me so they they thought it was me cody yeah uh yeah i, I agree you're you're a fan of survivor <laughs> than i am well now cody's finally seen all the seasons yeah i just finished <laughs> i had two seasons that i hadn't seen yet uh no three i had three seasons i hadn't seen yet and i uh, just finished them for so, you. Uh, yeah. All right. So on to number two, Cody. Um. So number two, uh, Joel said, "Good for you." Like he was mad at me. No. <laughs> no. It was no. <laughs> you pissed off. No. Um. So this is tough because I have so many challenges that I love uh, that aren't going to make it onto this list, but I think that this one needs to, and maybe Chris would have this as his last one. Uh, because it's such a it's such a big challenge to me, uh, but I also think that Chris is trying to uh, fuck this list up, so I don't think he's going to have it on the list. No, I, well, okay, I'll tell you this: 
I might, if it's the one we're thinking of, I might have it, um, but I may not say it first. Okay. So I'm choosing uh, Out on a Limb. It's a challenge that is often a final immunity challenge as well as just a it's usually towards the end. And for the people that don't know out on a limb, it I takes different it takes different renditions. It takes different variations. Uh, for example, in token chains, it's the giant spider. It's the one where basically oh. you go through many obstacle courses to collect the puzzle pieces and it combines um, like five or six challenges around. So this is the one where uh, Kelly Wentworth was able to like kind of uh, break the system with the uh, building the bridge. Uh, this is the one where uh, Sophie beat Ozzy to eliminate Ozzy in the final immunity. Yeah, it's called Lay of the Land on uh, in, in South Pacific. That's what it's called there because that, that was on my, my short list. Right. Okay. So yeah, overall, I think it's gone by different names, but out on a limb is what they kind of categorize it as. Um. And it's a cool challenge because it's not only like you would think like, oh, obstacle course or whatever, Aussie, you know, but like there's places where you can catch up by using your brain. And I think that's been proven over the years with this challenge. Like Aussie won it on Cook Islands, but Sophie beat Aussie in South Pacific, you know, and this is a challenge that I have the list of winners here. Like uh, Colleen won it and it was a reward challenge in uh, Borneo. But uh, yeah, like you got the giant spider was one of the coolest ones when JT won it in token jeans. But I think that it's such a challenge that has so many different ways you can slightly change it up that it's almost one that we'll just see forever. Like this was in Winners at War as well. Started in Borneo, was in Winners at War. That's how much longevity this challenge has. And uh, we got that Michelle win. For it in Winter Civil War. Yeah, but I think this is just an epic challenge that you follow all the way through. And it's a challenge where it's so hard to see who the winner is going to be because of all of those different variables. So I think it brings up a lot of intensity and a lot of suspense when watching it. Yeah, I really like this one. I think it's it's pretty iconic. I think they can do a lot with the with the overhead shot of it. Um, and and the the net the cargo net that they have to like run bound through in in, a, in most of the the yeah the, it's it, it's the pretty much in all of them. Um, well, I, I didn't feel like there was much of a net in like Michelle's win for Winners of War that just it felt might more have been like, like a, wooden boards around. Yeah, like a different like like the concept of having five stations and going to get that one thing is has been repeated over and over. But I specifically like the ones that that are on a net for some reason, because it feels more like you're in the treetops and jumping all around. And yeah, I think the, I think it's really fun. This one, this one was on my short list. Yeah, it's good. That's good. I don't have much to say about it. It did. It is. I, I remember it though. It's, it's suspenseful. Though, hey, don't remember you're that. Watching That's it. Win, right. I do. Like, I, I think it's cool that they like in each bag, there's a different way to get across the bridge or whatever. Like, I don't know. That's kind of cool. You know, I remember Keith nailed doing it and being really bad at it. Or was he good at it? I don't even remember. But uh, yeah, I, I do remember Keith nail being having some sort of moment. This was an important uh, one for you, though, Joel, because you love Kelly Wentworth so much that this saved her in the game. Okay, good. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> you're acting like I'm attacking you. Um, 
Well, yeah, because you guys always make fun of me for liking Kelly Wentworth, even though she's like a fan favorite. I, I've never made fun of you for yeah, liking Kelly Wentworth. I don't care Wentworth. that you like Kelly Wentworth. Okay. I'm saying I like Kelly. Wentworth. She, Kelly Wentworth actually proves my Catan theory that if you write in your bio that your that your hobby is playing the game Catan, I think you're going to be a stand-up player. That's and well, I complimented didn't... Kelly in this. I said that she had the great bridge moment. Like I pointed out. Okay, fine. My All right, two. fine. All right, move on. Forget I said anything. I look for that in my preseason picks because <laughs> of Kelly Wentworth. Yeah. Also because of Catan. But. Yeah, I think, I mean, this is a big challenge for like, Ozzy won this one in Cook Islands. And then when you're going into South Pacific, a season that feels like it's built, much like it felt like it was built towards Rob winning, this feels like a season that's built towards Ozzy winning the season. It feels like it's built for Ozzy with the Redemption Island twist and everything. And to see him lose this challenge that he's previously won before. And if and if he won this challenge, I think he probably would have won the game. Oh, he wins the game 100 percent And that's why that's why specifically Lay of the Land was on my was on my list as like that that was the one that I looked up because of that moment. Like for a lot of these, I was I was thinking just in general, the scale of the challenge, but I remember when South Pacific first aired, um, rooting for Ozzy so hard after his uh, Redemption Island run and, and seeing it be so close and slip away from his, from his grasp is like, that, that is what creates such this, this incredible drama in Survivor and why I think we keep coming back because sometimes it pans out, but sometimes you, you get this like devastation and, and that being the catalyst for it um, and to have Sophie take it, who then goes on to, to win the game. Like it also cements her as, as like taking down Ozzy. Um, yeah, it's a, hu- it's a huge moment in that season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because really, like, more so than Redemption Island, because Redemption Island at least has Rob and Russell on it kind of thing, where you're like, okay, it looks like it's more geared towards Rob, but you never know. Uh, Russell could pull things through. But this one's like, they put Coach and Ozzy on there, so Ozzy would win. Like, I, I have no doubt about it. Apparently, they put Ozzy on there because Philip Shepard said no. He was supposed to be Coach versus oh, right. Shepard. Yeah, I have heard that. What? Yeah. So they, they tried were, to in the in the in the realm of like they were going for characters, and I think that's why the twenties d- d- aren't as great is because they were just like let's get the craziest characters that we can get, regardless of if they give a shit about the game or not, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like let's get drama happening. It was, it's let's it's it's hot people, hot drama. people, and crazy people. Yeah, you you can say that like Cook Islands was Ozzy's big chance to win, but like South Pacific was his. It it was like a softball pitch to him. Oh yeah, and he missed. Um, but yeah, that's my number two. So on to number one. Uh, right. Chris is gonna pick a really bad one here, so we have no, to. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I really want you before you make any snap judgments about. The challenge. I'm using my veto. No, 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 no. This is legitimately my favorite challenge in Survivor history. This is my top challenge. And 
what's Survivor about? I'm trying to get this passion going because it moved me for you, Cody, and I hope you will return the favor and not veto me because of my passion. If it's the pork one again, man, we already got it on. <laughs> I'm doing piranha feast once more. No, no, no. Um, Survivor is. Sorry, can we pause for a second? I... Sorry, just oh, one yeah. second. But that'll help me collect my thoughts while Joel deals with his cat. Yeah. Oh, you can hear him, eh? No, I could just see him trying to jump up at the oh. doorknob and then yeah. <laughs> unsuccessfully open it. Yeah, I'll just give me just give me one second. Just so close. So close. We're getting that build. Oh, I'll, oh well, Joel's. Uh, we're still recording, so I can still um, kind of talk about it. Oh, he's back. Okay, how was yeah. that for a, for a good segue? Pretty yeah, good. that was that was good. That was like a commercial break, Chris. That's how you fill some airtime. I'm yeah, actually gonna. Was... I'm actually gonna actually proper pause the recording because I do have to pee. Oh, okay, perfect. We're so close. All right. Before we get into the into the number one, Cody and I were just talking off air, and an, an honorable mention I think goes out to Debbie's um, breakdown in Game Changers when she says she can balance. She's the best balancer. No one's ever balanced like her. And then production like flashes back to her like falling off the balance beam, and then cuts to her like re saying she's great at balance, and then her being like, "Why would you put me on the balance?" Um, <laughs> no, she says that the other woman blows it though. Oh yeah, and she that says Brad... Haley, Haley, Haley blows it, and uh, Haley's the reason that they don't get peanut butter and jelly. And Haley's yeah. Haley's head is so far up um, uh, Brad Culpepper's ass that her eyes are bugging out his face. And they even do it where she she starts talking about like Brad Culpepper just tells people he doesn't listen to anyone and he just put Haley on there even though she was no good at balancing. I should have been the first one to go. And then they flash back and it's Debbie saying she's good at balancing and Brad's like, yeah, sure, do it. <laughs> and another great moment with Debbie in the challenge is she gets over this like uh, wall first and she goes, first one over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, I, mean, I think that's after that challenge. This is the next yeah, one. And yeah. she's so like, I'm the best. Do you see, Brad? And yeah, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. He's Brad like, goes, Debbie, I love you. Supporting you. <laughs> I want you to succeed. <laughs> anyway, we were, we were talking about our, our previous list and uh, combo of this. And I think that's that's just fun to do an honorable mention because of because of production flashing back. I can't think of many times where the production has like <laughs> pulled the joke and done the flashbacks to no they don't even do it i don't yeah they don't even do it for caramoan where they could have with philip saying that he threw the challenge that he was just bad at mm, yeah. grappling hooks <laughs> he's like i'm a secret agent i would be able to throw a grappling hook but <laughs> i decided to pull back and throw that one because we really needed to eliminate one of these fans <laughs> Um, anyway, so on to the number one, which I love. This challenge has only been around once. It's only had one iteration. There was a minor uh, tweak of it in like an earlier season, and then it was kind of brought back. But I think this challenge is so fun. And it, it, if we're talking about moments, this sets up one of my favorite moments, which, which even happens in like the next season uh, because of a relationship to this challenge. It is the dumbest thing, but the best thing ever. It ends with a shot, I think of, uh, or, or throughout the challenge, you have a shot of, of Dan Lembo sitting in a, uh, a giant oversized chair. This is 
Gulliver's Travels. Yes, it that was my, on my list. <laughs> it is my favorite challenge of all time. This sets up the cross promotion between the next, without Gulliver's Travels, you know what we don't get? We don't get Jack and Jill sponsoring a challenge and we don't get Jack and Jill as a reward. Um, another great fact, they weren't legally allowed to replicate Jack Black's face on the Gulliver Travels dummy. So they used uh, their two, the two people from the, from the crew, the production designer Dax and the scenic artist Bernie. It was 10 feet tall, 400 pounds. They have to carry this giant, stupid advertisement for Gulliver's Travels <laughs> through this obstacle course. I just think, I just think it's so, so funny. And I, I can't think, believe it. That's and so I funny. think it deserves to be number one on this list. Um, and I hope that it doesn't get vetoed because I just think Survivor in its, I'm prepared if it does, but I just think Survivor in its entirety is about this lovely sense of adventure and fun and what's more adventurous and fun than Gulliver's Travels, which I always associate with Jack and Jill and coaches, um, <laughs> coaches inspiration from Jack and Jill because the this this set the bar for movies like trying to promote themselves through Survivor. Anyway, this, my number one is Gulliver's <laughs> Travels, and I really, I, I really expected, it, I really expected to be vetoed. I'm very happy that Joel is on board. So Cody, it's it's all up to you. <laughs> it's called the this challenge is hilarious. I mean, <laughs> it's uh, as soon as you said Dan Lambo on the big chair, I was like, here we go. <laughs> now I know it's iconic. Dan Lambo on that big chair is iconic. And Dan Lembo is your favorite player. You said you relate to him. Yeah, I know. Talk about inspiration for me. A guy that uh, busted his knee up doing stand-up comedy. And now I see this double knee surgery man not do anything and lay down an entire season and make it <laughs> so far. <laughs> Sitting out of every challenge. I mean, the, the thing, here's what hurts this challenge to me because we, we related it to what happens next. Um, and what hurts this challenge to me is the infuriating moment of this reward where despite quitting the game, I don't even remember her name. Yeah, I, Na Nayanka, this, this, yeah. Is, this, uh, this also happens on the episode where Nayanka and Purple Kelly both do the double quit. So this is that episode. It has that infamous um, tag to it. Yeah, so and Nayanka quits the game Let's her tribe mate take the fall and lose Holly, I think, right? Holly yeah. Holly takes the fall to get them more, uh, more rice. rice. Yeah, more rice and supplies. Holly decides to not go on this um not go on this reward because she, she wants to be able to have food. And Nayanka, who's ready to quit at the next tribal council, said she's going to. This is her last reward. Yeah, she's she's still she's still on the She's on the team that wins, and she decides that to to go to go along with it, and take the reward and get some candy, and then quits like that episode. Yeah, this but is. She one of... really does love Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> she and... did, and her laughing during that movie infuriated me. <laughs> and her going, Holy shit. she goes, <laughs> Jack Black. He's someone who's the other guy. One of the guys in it goes, there's a joke that happens where they all shoot cannonballs in Jack Black's belly. And then the guy starts laughing. He goes, Jack Henry? Black's so fat. 
Was now, it I'll Benry? On, yeah, it, um, the people who go on the reward are Benry, Benry Henry, uh, Chase Rice, uh, Nayanka, and Dan Lembo, because Holly Hoffman also sits out. Holly is right. on the winning team as well. Yeah, Benry's the one that <laughs> says it. <laughs> I mean, this, Benry is, this a dirt is such squirrel. a mixed bag. He, he's nowhere near the worst in that season. He's but, a dirt squirrel. I mean, do you know what I'm referencing when he calls uh, what's her name? A dirt squirrel, a certified grade A dirt squirrel. Oh, <laughs> I vaguely, but not, not in the forefront of my mind. No, I don't. To me, that's an iconic moment when he, he votes out one of the more um, forgettable characters in the, it was the merge boot, I believe. And you haven't seen Benry at all. And then he like pops so hard when he goes to vote out Alina and says, well, Alina, oh. you're a real dirt squirrel. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, who's Alina? And who is this man who just called her a dirt squirrel? <laughs> I think like, yeah, this, I mean, it wouldn't be a merge boot list. If Gulliver's Travels wasn't number one, that's my thinking. Uh, yeah, this is the this is the problem. Can I allow us to shit on another list? <laughs> I honestly, I can't. I can't. This is the reason why I desperately wanted to be get the number one spot because I always and I was trying to think of ways to get you guys to use your vetoes throughout this list. I've been thinking the whole time. I'm like, man, how do I? How can I convince them to use their vetoes so that I'm safe? Well, I will say this. 11-mile hike. Yeah. This was going to be on my list. Um, this was like my number six because Piranha oh, Feast was on my I'm list. So <laughs> What's that? They... I'm so happy that it was that it was on your list. Oh, yeah. Because... I, it's very memorable to me. I I love this. I I do love this. And I wanted to go for broke. For me, Gulliver's Travels is number one, or it's not on the list at all. I uh, I I gotta veto it. No, no Cody. I I gotta veto it. I don't want anything to do with Nayanka. Um, I I have to veto. This is a very funny entry. And if this was, and if this was anywhere in the behind five, it would be on there. It would be on there, no doubt about it. I I love it. I love the, uh, I love the pitch for it. Uh, I there's thought a it lot would be the other way around. I thought Joel might feel this, and you would actually, you know, because I thought you love fun, Cody. There, I do love fun, and the problem with it is that it's such a mixed bag of fun. And it's so soured by that episode. It's so soured for me. I think also you you're just coming off of having watched Nicaragua, so the, for the first time I'm still pissed off. Yeah, for, for the, the first, first time, time I'm still pissed off. Yeah, Nayanka especially is very uh, triggering. One might say one. I will one say of my least just, favorite just, players. Nayanka is so entertaining to me, though. I like Nayanka in a way. <laughs> Absolutely it sucks, not. Sucks that she quits, but I really think she's fun. She to almost watch. makes me quit. I don't find her entertaining at all. She's a piece I, of shit. I yeah, found she's really her mean. a lot more tolerable on the on the second watch. Mm -hmm. I remember like really disliking her when I first watched it, and then and then when I did a whole rewatch like over the last couple of years. I found I I knew what was coming, so I could brace myself for like the horrible, horrible person that was to come. But uh, and and I and I remember like actually laughing at some of her confessionals and finding her like enjoyable in some instances. But her rivalry with Judd is really fun too. 
It it stems for no reason. It Exa- stems well, I mean, she maybe steals may- his socks. Yeah. Maybe it it like we just don't see what Fabio's saying because they didn't no, give it to he, us in the edit, but I don't know. Because he eventually he wins. Up. So they you see the entire moment because the, you see when he realizes it's his socks, and then he goes, Oh, maybe she doesn't realize they're mine. <laughs> And then he just comes up and he's like, hey, do you know that you're wearing my... And then she goes off on him. Yeah, because she just wants those socks and is going to explode until she gets it, basically. She, yeah, like, oh, and man. And Jeff says, so mean. Jeff says, Fabio, like, she don't like you. <laughs> I just, this Cody, Cody, I implore you not to veto this because what the fuck is he going to put on his number one anyway? Like, it's well, going to, you're not going to be satisfied. There's one... There's one that's a Chris George challenge. That's a good challenge. You know, I'm gonna put put that as my. He, I think because Cody knows what I'll put as the as the other one. Okay, it's a total Chris George challenge. It's iconic too, and I mean this one's fun in a lot of ways, but it has a lot of sour to me. And I just watched this season too. You know what, Cody? Maybe I won't put that one on it just because I I know that's the reason why you're vetoing. You you're might the Nyanka. You, you might get. Tell you what, you might get a. You might get. Two worst ones. If you veto Gulliver's Travels, I might pick the worst two Survivor challenges ever, and I'll get to put them on. Joel veto one, and then I'll pick the even worse one. Yeah, do the I'll, water basketball one. Are you willing to take? I that like risk? the water basketball one. That's not, <laughs> it's not number one. <laughs> but you didn't put the one that you wanted on here, uh, Joel. Me? Smorgenbord? Smorgenbrawl? Oh, no, I, I don't give a shit. Smorgenbrawl. Burger Brawl is just really violent and hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. that's Nicaragua too, isn't it? Or no, they it, it's, it's Samoa. It's, it's Samoa and you know heroes versus put, villains. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Sarge or whoever it was climbing up the pole to get the the rock in Vanuatu. That's what I'm gonna put if you if you uh, veto this, Cody. It's better than me having to think about Nyanka for a single second. Okay, can we get to your number one pick? All right, so the real number one pick. Uh, you know I'm not going to do it. I'm going to pick the one that Cody knows I'm going to pick. And that is Simotion, yeah. um, which it premiered in Token Sheens. It's been uh, a staple of Survivor Token. since then. Uh, Jeremy wins this. to He, be, he beats Joel's favorite player, Kelly Wentworth. Uh, I really, I chapter. think I like Jeremy better than Kelly Wentworth. He, he hates Jeremy because of this. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, it's it's where you you start with a ball in this yeah. sort of marble maze and it and it gets spins down these pipes and it, there are two exits and uh, you slowly add more balls over the course of the challenge and once a ball drops you're out and it's the last person who's able to manage all these balls. I mean I think I really do like love this challenge and this was one of the ones that that popped into my head. Um, as an image when I thought of like best survivor challenges, I think the simplicity of it is rules. Um, it's really fun. I would yeah, love to do awesome. it. Yeah. Um, it seems fun. Like it, it, it appeals to that sort of same thing we we're talking about in jailbreak that like you could do this at home. If you just get like a marble set or something and, and practice uh, worthwhile doing. Um, it's so tense. Yeah, and, like it's so tense when you're watching and it. Usually it only appears in really high stakes situations, like a final or a duel, um, bringing it back to a previous veto from last uh, episode that, uh, have you guys released any podcasts in between? When no. I went on? 
okay so so last podcast episode um where where joel's favorite stacy uh this is the duel between stacy and christine is actually yeah. um some motion as well and what's cool about this is actually named after the art director simon ross who created it oh that's where it gets um, its name they've used it, it quite a bit simon. lately they used it in cambodia cambodia David versus Goliath, and I believe in Winners at War as well. I think yeah, that's and not it was the final immunity challenge in uh, both David versus Goliath and Winners at War. Yeah, I have all the I have all the all the the winners. Um, Ghost Island as well. Yeah, JT wins it in Token Chains. South Pacific Christine wins it as a duel. Then it's Cambodia with Jeremy. Uh, in Ghost Island, there's a version of it where it's a team yeah. thing Donald where they, they have to run up and down the stairs. And they have like giant balls. And so mm -hmm. Dom and Wendell win that one. Okay. Um, David versus Goliath, Nick wins it. And then Natalie Anderson wins it as the final uh, challenge in Winners of the War. Yeah, I mean, it's a final immunity challenge so often because, I mean, it works. And it, it, that's over the span of a lot of seasons to go from Token Sheens to Winners at War with this challenge. And it's one that you can prepare for, but you can never be prepared for. Like it's it's so tense when you're watching it. Anyone can win that challenge. Anyone can lose that challenge. And it's just about whose head is in the game in that moment and yeah. who can concentrate after 38 days or 37 days, whenever they do this, yeah. of just being on the island and you see like minds are being melted. This yeah. is like yeah. the hardest. It's got to be so hard to concentrate at this point when this challenge comes in there. In my mind, like the most powerful moment is w when Jeremy wins that challenge in Cambodia. It's one of the more powerful moments in the show because you know he wins. He, He's won. he just won. Yeah, and he and his story is whether whatever you think about it, whether it was telegraphed or not, is very compelling. His like the story of Jeremy in that season is, and yeah. you you really start to root for him. And when, so when he wins that challenge, it's like, it, it rocks. It's so good. I, I don't remember like the specifics of the challenge, but picturing it, I can remember the feeling. Uh, and mm -hmm. I think that's almost, that's almost better, right? Like rather than an mm -hmm. image, I, I, I remember the moment. Like I, I, the, the visuals that I'm seeing are probably wrong, but I remember the moment, like the relief and also the mm -hmm. devastation on Kelly Wentworth's end, who also like would have, would have taken it, you know, like it's, it's a great moment, and I think it's a really good challenge. It's good. A lot it's, of top seasons for me have this challenge. Yeah, it's great in in Cambodia too because, I in my mind, the two people that from the edit and from and at that moment, you could argue that Spencer maybe had a shot, but in your mind, it's 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 going to be Kelly or it's going to be Jeremy, right? Um, and it's just so if if one of them win, if Spencer wins, then you know it's up in the air. But if if either Kelly or Jeremy wins, you know who wins the season right so it's yeah. it's right there where in david versus goliath if the edit had been differently then maybe we would have been rooting for kara and also in david versus goliath it's not the final challenge because they have the fire making challenge after that so it, the stakes aren't as high yeah and same same with winners at war right yeah I mean, I will I'm, say it's still the final immunity, though. But where I am, it's not your last shot, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not like if if you're in a situation where like you're going to be voted, where everybody wants you gone at four, like Tony and like Ben and like a lot of people in this final four, like 
you, they, you still have a shot versus you need right. to win this challenge or, you, or you're done because you haven't no, managed you... the social. Where, where we're at right now, bottom of my list of, of best ch- uh, challenges is the fucking fire making challenge. Enough of that fucking shit. <laughs> um, who had ones that weren't chosen on the list? I've got a couple, couple honorable mentions. Just I, I, I want to talk about um the the you shook me, which is the Ben final immunity. I think that is if we're talking about totally. moments like when Ben puts that upside down you. I remember rooting for Ben so hard and him putting the upside down you and he thinks he's won. He's gotten every like this already this really tough challenge which takes such precision and he feels he's won and he lets that kind of relief happen and then he doesn't win because he has one tile placed upside down. It's like heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking mm-hmm. for him also and and for the audience like it's a similar moment to Ozzy losing his final challenge because ben is gone if the fire making challenge if the final four fire making doesn't exist come out of nowhere ben, yeah ben is out of that season and it's like so that that challenge really stood out to me for that for that specific moment like i remember the moment and the feeling of that more than the actual challenge itself i think that's a fun i think still think it's a really fun concept but that was definitely on my short list um, yeah, and also Tony wins it in Winners at War, and that's when he, we get the line, "I wanna, I wanna challenge based on patience." Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I I had a few on here that I uh, didn't use. Um, I talked about it on a limb being a good ending to a season. Um, by any means necessary is a great start to a season. We see uh, heroes versus villains starts with it. And winners at war starts with a, a physical challenge um, in the water, but uh, it's the, it's called the same thing for heroes versus villains when they're digging it out of the sand and bringing it to uh, their base. Um, So that really like kicked off the season, like holy shit to me in both of them. Um, So that's why it was on my uh, short list. And I, was thinking about putting it on there. Uh, Sugar loses her top. So I know it was on Joel's short list too. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. I took it off because of the nudity. Yeah, I... I don't like nudity on Survivor. You don't this, like when. Uh, this is, I think, the same episode no where bottoms, um, Sandy, top? Sandy is pulling Aaron's top down and does the rodeo. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's so funny. Um, uh, I uh, on my sh- short list, I thought somebody was going to pick the challenges because I feel like we it was brought up in the group chat where where Christian and Alec are on the the mm. like we don't have any endurance yep. challenges on here, do we? Um, and one of the better endurance challenges because it's happened twice where it was pretty iconic when when it was Natalie versus Reed in um. San Juan del Sur, and then it was Christian versus Alec, and in David versus Goliath, is when they have their arms over their shoulder and their feet on like a little plank. Yeah, um, uncomfortably it's, numb. It's, it's that's what it's called, and it's it's very uncomfortable for them, uh, but it's very simple. Um, it's mm-hmm. not like they're holding a ball with two sticks or something, um, or something like like a lot of these endurance challenges are um, don't have longevity like that. 
but like there's a balance between like the early seasons when they're on when when tom and ian are on the 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 perch for like hours and hours it's it's overkill at that point even though that's kind of cool but you can only do that once right Mm -hmm. so like finding the balance between that and then there's one in runners at war that that they're all only on for for like eight minutes because it's it's so uncomfortable so there's a balance between that and that where and i think this that that perch with their arms over their shoulders is 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 the uh the balance yeah that that one had a lot of great moments too that's where you get your west nail moment that you love so much oh when he uh, talks about well. eating well there's yeah there's two west nail moments because he ate a bunch of chicken nuggets he describes <laughs> one of nuggety contest ones yeah he ate like 25 <laughs> chicken yeah. nuggets um it was 58 nuggets in five minutes right and then, and then he also brings up Jeff's um, uh, brief uh, guest appearance on Two and a Half Men when he's uh, when you're naked cooking pizza, and he goes cooking bacon. Bacon? Oh, the bacon? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty fun. I, I love, love that, that show. <laughs> and then Christian, I mean Christian steals that challenge kind of thing, like him taking the moment to uh, talk to Jeff and like let his fandom like kind of just spew out uh it's that's a really cool moment actually i had that as my number one on my list oh wow and i ended up changing it because i think like the one that i chose as number two ends up being like a little more of an intense one I wish even though i love then. yeah i had that number one i also had number four as get a grip the one okay. where they're up on the pole um and uh that that's one that ozzy has won twice uh but the moment that i love about it is when in game changers tie it means so much to tie to beat ozzy in this challenge a comp beast throughout uh the series of survivor and especially a challenge that ozzy's won more than once has the record for and then tie beats him i think that was a really cool moment in uh game changers as well two quick things that one at winners at war yeah, they do it in Winners of War, which has a great moment between Nick and Jeremy. They also do it in, in Heroes vs. Villains. That's the one where where Parvati is just like casually lounging. It seems like it's taking no effort for her. Mm, and then yeah. she ends up uh, throwing it to give it to Danielle. But then, yeah. And then that's later on is when she gives the two idols at Tribal Council. But I want to go backwards to Uncomfortably Numb just to bring up that Natalie Anderson spat on herself during that challenge. <laughs> yeah, apparently to go back to uncomfortably numb, talking about the um, uh, well, yeah, Reed spits uh, spits out. Natalie tries to emulate him, and then it just dribbles on her. And Jeff, and like, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff goes, "That was very unfortunate." <laughs> She's like, "I can't spit." <laughs> um, but also, I read somewhere too, which I thought was interesting, is that for the Christian versus Alec, they weren't they forgot to give them a part of the challenge, which was that your back or your shoulders had to be touching a certain point. Mm. And so they forgot to give them that in the instructions because if the shoulders were touching, it would have been a significantly less long, significantly shorter challenge, also known as less long. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but the fact that they didn't, that's why it went on for so long. And, and Jeff was like, why is it going on so long? And then they realized that, but, but was, we got such an awesome story and juxtaposition from it that like those sort of happy accidents are really neat. The, the um, cool thing I like about uh, this list that we're doing, like even talking about these challenges that didn't make it, like there's so many moments attached to everything that we put on the list today that 
we haven't discussed before. And I think, I think that's the cool thing about this list. Mm-hmm. Just a couple more um, honorable mentions. Uh, yeah, the one where they slide in oil. <laughs> that's that good. Was, slip inside. Yeah, it's fun. It's always fun. And, and uh, you get to see muscular bodies all in oil, hot men, hot women. Um, <laughs> that's nice. Um, also, there's... Hey, you know, survivors are allowed to be horny sometimes. And uh, also there's there's a there's a uh, a challenge that I love in Millennials versus Gen X that I tweeted about recently where they're tied up and they're crawling through the sand. And uh, one? yeah. And Jeff has some great um, commentary during that where he says uh, because they get white sand on their face and Zeke has. Uh, a, a, a face full of sand and Jeff yells, Zeke looks like a survivor mime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's called Slither. It's literally called Slither Through the Sand or something. Yeah, so you can uh, you can find that on our Twitter, actually, Merge Boot Pod Twitter, because I retweeted it from that account. I The, the video of him saying Zeke looks like a survivor mime. So that's our list. So let's quickly, you don't have to describe them, just quickly go through the list, 12 to 1. Uh, yeah, so we got number 12, 11-mile hike. Number 11, step on up. Number 10, spit it out. Number 9, mud pack. Number 8, sumo at the sea. Number 7, piranha feast. Number 6, folklore. Number 5, jailbreak. Number 4, bugging out. Number three, touchy subjects. Number two, out on a limb. And, and number, number one, one, Gulliver's Travels. That's it for us here at Merge Boot. Uh, no, uh, it's a motion. It was some motion. What? All right. So that's our list of the top 12 survivors challenges. In two weeks, you know, we take a week break. In two weeks, we're going to be t- counting down the top 12 memorably bland characters. So we're <laughs> memorably bland. <laughs> Yeah, that, that I do. Right. I just so so just just to, to, to put the list. you won't remember a single one of them. Yeah, so just to put the list out there, so we're not arguing when it comes. Like we're we're looking for people who are not like we're looking for people who are are unique because of not just their little edit, but just how boring of a character they are. Right? Am I am I saying that right? Yeah, that's that's how I'd interpret it. It's so hard to make this list because I don't remember anyone that's going to be making. And we should that's, say no, no first boots, no first boots. And I just I like the idea of calling it memorably bland, just because. So it's like you remember them because they are bland. They were bland. Yeah. Not forget them because they're bland. Sure. Yeah, you know, I. Uh, I can't wait to do a boring podcast about bland survivor contestants. Come on, we're gonna have so much fun with this. This is based off of your love for memorably bland characters. <laughs> Who do I love that's bland? I guess we'll find out next week. Um, and so yeah, so we're gonna do that. Um, and be sure to check out um our Instagram page, Merge Boot Pod, uh, Twitter, Merge Boot Pod and rate review subscribe there's been some problems on apple podcast but we're trying to figure that out um if i think if you look at it now that it's fixed okay i think i checked with a couple people i haven't checked with you joel if you've checked your podcasting app i have i believe i believe they're all fixed and up now that's what i was told 
And I'm going to put this on our YouTube page if you if you like to listen to podcasts on YouTube's and and you can see our video if you do that. And I might even um, if you if you want to see what some of the challenges are like, I might even edit in some video over top of that um, if I feel like it. I think I oh, I will if I promise it now I'll yeah. do it. Um, yeah. uh, it might take a couple of days though. But anyway, um, thank you so much for listening. What? Sorry, no, nothing important. I said you have a list now, so. Yeah, if, yeah, you could look it up on your own, or yeah, I'm gonna do it. Anyway, um, it's gonna be cool. I like, I like this, Joel. I like it. I like how cool you're making the pod. And yeah. uh, maybe we're gonna get on Spotify and Stitcher. We're we're submitted, so okay. we'll see. We'll cool. see what they say. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna say yes. Thank you all for listening. See you in two weeks. I hope that I think that this is our list that is I no one's going to get mad at that one. I don't think this is the best one yet. Yeah, this is the most accurate. Maybe people will be mad that we didn't make dumber choices. I mean, I'm mad because we we all know what the real number one was. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I I know. That's where you put a big um, Oliver image over Cody. This may be our longest one, though. Jeez. Okay. Uh, We love uh, challenges. All right. Goodbye, everybody.